Hey everybody, this is Jeffrey Lyles. Welcome to Lyles Movie Files. It is another week, and joining me on this one is little brother Jace. We're going to talk a lot about some moves and shakes in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, uh, some news with Matrix 4, and of course, Tenet's imminent arrival in theaters, as well as a little bit of Star Wars news. So let's get to it. Little brother, how you doing? I'm good. How are you, sir? Ah, you know doing the thing trying to trying to get going here uh there's so much stuff to talk about of course as as it just seems like nobody has anything else to do but talk about things but before we do that i wanted to spend just a few moments if you wouldn't mind with me acknowledging because this is wednesday when we're recording this and this is the first time in years where I do not have a new episode of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. to look forward to. And the series finale was last week. And, man, it was, it was, geez, it was really good. I felt like this was a show I was not necessarily looking forward to watching when it started, because I was like, where are the black people? And um, everybody just looked like generic models. And it was like, this is not cool. But... Over the course of that first season in particular, it really developed into a better show. And then with the Winter Soldier twist, it became a really good must-watch show. They did that ultimate twist where one of the members of the squad was actually Hydra, which really flipped the entire you know, whole course of the series, really. Because it was like, man, this could happen here on this level on the show where nobody's safe. Then hey, I'm interested in going along on this ride. I think they got a little, I think they got a little too focused on Daisy slash Sky in season two. But after that, I thought they didn't have a bad season. It was a really fun ride. I still think my favorite franchise or favorite season was the one with Ghost Rider and the framework because it brought back some old favorites and it was just like a twist on it. it. That was really good. But I just thought that, this was a show in its seventh seventh season, just like Arrow, where unlike Arrow, I was really looking forward to every episode. And I was like, oh, man, this is getting close to the end. Whereas with Arrow, I was like, oh, man, great. Only four more episodes left. Only two episodes left. Only one episode left. And this one, I was like, man, the way they're doing this, they could have easily cranked out another two, three seasons. And had the same kind of quality and not have me feeling like, eh, maybe you guys should have ended this earlier. So what's your take on S.H.I.E.L.D. overall as we look back on it in our last kind of S.H.I.E.L.D. discussion? Uh, S.H.I.E.L.D. is one of those shows I'm actually, if there's like some disappointment in our podcast, it's actually that I think we focus more on the Arrowverse shows versus actually watching a lot more S.H.I.E.L.D. Because like, I mean, the, the second season was, it wasn't that. I mean, that's the diciest one. But then after that, it's like, okay, you get, I mean, they have, like, good villains, like, good storylines. And as you said, like, how did, if you if you watch the first season, you're like, wow, this is all a bunch of white people. Wow, there's, like, no drop of diversity in this thing. I mean, there's May. But then, by again, by the end of the season it was like oh okay 
and then throughout the rest of the series, it was you never had that theory, thought in your head going around again. You were like, wow, this is actually a very representative cast. Cool. I mean, like, and sometimes it's like, yeah, the main focus of one season, half a season, is a Latino dude that we may make a spinoff of. It's like, oh, okay, cool. And then their, what could have been their series finales was a great episode. It's actually called, I think, The End. Mm-hmm. And it was like, wow, that's really good. And then they had two more seasons after, and it wasn't like, oh, this thing, like, stretched out way just right. past prime it was like oh okay cool six season oh that was cool and then this last season I, I was like wow and then kind of very much towards the end i'm like wait where's certain character i haven't seen him oh that means they're going oh what are they doing with this guy and then they how they wrapped up their show was exactly how you wrap up a show it was like i mean i know I mean, we don't talk we don't talk about it, but it was like all of the main cast coming back, like having their moment, was like very cool. Right. Like Arrow, which is like, hey, our last episode, we don't even have Oliver Queen here. <laughs> but we're just gonna drag all these random people from random Earths, and then they're all gonna admit they're from random Earths to everybody else in the world, which would literally make it so everybody would be like, are you from this Earth or not? And it's like, there's nine thousand paradoxes you would have had caused by actually knowing that event. So huge mess. Yeah, so it it is very much like if we if we could have sh- switched out Arrow for Shield in those last two seasons, I think we would have been better. I think we would have been done a better service for everybody. <laughs> you know, I think what it was was just Shield was just good, and we could just go, yeah, Shield was really good this week, as opposed to having so much stuff to dissect with what went wrong with the Arrowverse shows every week. Like, oh, wait, we, you, you guys, we could do better, but we're going to go in a completely different direction. And then we're going to try and do a backdoor pilot. And it's not even going to be like cool, like a backdoor pilot, pilot for Hunter and Bobby. No, we're going to do it for his kids that you don't like at all. Mm-hmm. You interested? No. Yeah. <laughs> Agents of Shield was good. I'm really expecting, hoping that. We get a Blu-ray complete series box set so we can just kind of go through the whole thing. The only thing that was kind of tricky for me, because I've been doing this Pegasus order of watching the Marvel Cinematic Universe, was they kind of set things up where you are where you go from Avengers to Captain Marvel. And then it's supposed to, because it kind of tells more of the origin of S.H.I.E.L.D. So then you watch the and it's kind of, well, ideally after that, you would watch Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., but you really need to watch Iron Man 3, and that's not according to the Pegasus Order, if I'm remembering that correctly, because I think they follow it up with Thor the Dark World to stay kind of off Earth and then go to um, Iron Man 3. But S.H.I.E.L.D. actually does a really good job of, I mean, it is the most one-sided relationship that I've ever seen with something kind of under the same umbrella. Uh, maybe out, no, Warner Brothers in DC is just all over the place. I wouldn't even call it one-sided, but Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. was always tying in things like, hey, here's this thing that we introduced in Iron Man 3. It's a core focus for season one. Oh, yeah, this event that happened in Thor The Dark World, we're going to reference that in our thing. Uh, this thing happened in Winter Soldier. Of course, we're going to talk about that because that's the main part of our show. And they were doing that with Age of Ultron. I mean, they even tied into Infinity War. And you kind of need, in some extent, 
to watch Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. along with the whole viewing process of the cinematic universe because S.H.I.E.L.D. actually cares about tying into it, unlike uh, shows like Daredevil, Luke Cage. And I know it was more of a thing of um, Kevin Feige not wanting to be down with Jeff Loeb because Jeff Loeb is apparently a moron and just didn't know how to do things properly. And um, But yeah, it was just one of those deals where it's like, I really wish there was a greater tie-in and connection with the TV universe. I mean, more so on the movie side than the TV side, because I feel like the TV universe did all it could. And I feel like the movies really could have thrown a couple bones to the TV side. I mean, I know we had like the first season, we had uh, Sif show up and we had Nick Fury, which was huge. And we even had Sosa from Agent Carter, which isn't quite the same thing, but it was, you know, some connectivity. And we had Jarvis in Endgame, of course. But I really wanted to see a little bit more. I was going to say, if, I think if... Uh, I think, what was it? Uh, oh, it was like season, end of season six or something like that. Um, when they actually talked about Age of, uh, I'm sorry, when they actually talked about Thanos, if yeah. they could have just showed kind of how like they did in Crisis um, in the Arrowverse, where they just showed a clip of some of the other TV shows, if you could have just saw like a clip of the Shield Ages getting wiped out you know, I mean, well, I mean, there, there's some problems with how that works out, but it's like, like they could have just tied it. I think they worked that out because they took them out of the time when that snap would have occurred. So, like, when Graviton is, is trying to get in there, I think, and you know, I've watched it one time, of course, but I think that the Avengers are still fighting Thanos at that point, so the snap hadn't occurred yet, and then when the snap theoretically did happen, they were out of the regular continuity. I think that's how they explain that workaround on that. Right? No, wait. Graviton? No, no, okay, wait. And so the Graviton fight is exactly when they're not... Yeah, because that's the beginning of that season. I mean, that's the end of that season. Yeah. And then... But, but the beginning is when they're, you know, in future time. Well, that was uh, like, yeah. Yeah. Anyhow, they did what they could. I would like yeah. them to be like one or two members. Just, but again, at that point, it's like, hey, you guys aren't throwing us any bones. Yeah, I don't believe it. It just doesn't affect us. So we're okay with that. Exactly. We'll just pretend that happened later. But I, I, I'm just going to say, if Unlike how I I just saw it about Arrow, where I was like, I wouldn't have watched any more spinoffs. If S.H.I.E.L.D. wanted to do spinoffs based off that finale, like that last five minutes of that finale, I would be down for that ride. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's just like just those different teams. It's like, okay, what can you guys get like a a Hulu deal or something? Because I might actually (laughs) buy Hulu for that. Right. (laughs) Because there's no other reason to buy Hulu. So, yeah. So if you haven't watched it, uh, Netflix has Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. So binge away. It's a really fun show after you get past the first, was it 10, maybe like first seven, eight episodes of the first season, because it kind of does not play. It plays very much like the early days of the MCU. And if you're watching with the Infinity War in-game Black Panther Thor Ragnarok kind of perspective, it's not going to feel the same. But after 
it kind of gets his legs under it. It really becomes a good show. Well worth watching. Good. Um, uh, <laughs> Definitely bingeable. I mean, I think yeah. Right. Yeah. This is a great companion piece to the MCU if you've watched them a million times like me. All right. So let's stay in the Marvel realm for a second. Looks like due to COVID, uh, thanks COVID, Falcon and Winter Soldier are gonna, is going to be delayed until next year, which I guess wasn't that big a shock. It was supposed to come out in October, and you know there's no signs of it actually getting in the in the position to be finished. I know they resumed filming, but it was one of those cases where it's like, eh, I don't know if they have a deadline or if they need to rush or if there's a feeling like, hey, we should hurry up and get this thing out this year, but. I'd rather them do it right. I can wait. What's your thoughts on that? Um, I believe that's the... You just blame COVID. <laughs> I don't think they had to rush to do it. Um, Disney seems, as I think we said a couple weeks ago, Disney has got 60 million subscribers beating their three-year goal in the first six or eight months, so they're in no rush for content. It's like, you, we, you guys are fine. We gave you, giving you Mulan. And I'm thinking most of us comic book folks are okay with them dropping in like the Fantastic Four, um, all of, basically taking all the Marvel movies off uh, Netflix now. Cause I mm-hmm. think with Ant-Man and the Wasp too, that's, I think that's the last one. Yeah. So, and that's on there now. And they just, I was just watching it today. So they're they're just like, hey, we're okay. Every, all our goal, let's keep our people safe because let's be honest, if one of those guys gets sick, we will be completely screwed. So we're yeah. better waiting. Yeah, so I'm okay waiting. Another thing that popped up on the wire just like a few minutes ago before we started recording was Olivia Wilde is going to be directing one of the Sony Marvel, so basically a Spider-Universe films and the rumor now is that she's going to be doing the spider-woman film and i think that's fine i think olivia wilde is actually a pretty good director um and spider-woman is a really good character and she's one that there's actually several different options i assume they're going to go with jessica drew because she's one that can really stand far away from spider-man and just kind of do her own thing and like the only interesting thing is if they ever put all these Spider-Verse characters together, we're going to have a younger Spider-Man and an older Spider-Woman, which would be different than how it's just normally set up in the comics. What do you think about a Spider-Woman movie? Are you down? Interested? Spider-Woman uh, is... They've had like one version. She's been like a secret agent. Um, I think... Yeah, that's Jessica Drew. Okay, that that would be that would be an interesting one. Um, I was thinking, I was wondering if they would actually do Spider Gwen, <laughs> based off kind of like everybody's liking Spider Gwen from um, the animated cop cartoon. Hey, I don't think they need to go into a multiverse, and they've never. I guess they've never introduced Gwen Stacy in the Tom Holland version of Spider-Man. So I guess they could do it that way. But Spider-Gwen's whole character is kind of based off the fact that in her universe, Peter died. So I don't know. I guess it could work. With the Mar- I mean, the Sony universe, I don't want to say he's constrained by anything that happens in Marvel. Even though they're kind they're working, they continue their working relationship but 
I don't think that. I mean, you could put like in an alternate universe, you know, Spider Gwen, and then pop her back. And if you guys want to connect all of the Spider Verse stuff, because I don't know, like, what's going on with Mobius, um, right? Still Mobius. supposed to Morbius, still okay. allegedly on on the dockets for October. Haven't read anything about it being delayed. Uh, Hasbro revealed a 1990s theme Marvel Legend Morbius figure because Sony is apparently very slow with revealing, you know, production shots. So Hasbro can crank out a figure. I mean, they're just now putting out in that same way a Tom Hardy Venom version figure. So. If you remember how long ago that's been. So before I before I go on here, uh, what was it back in February when Harley Quinn and Birds of Prey got released in theaters? Was it, it February? Right? I think it was it was advertised during the Super Bowl. So yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I recorded it because it's on HBO. So I have it on my DVR to actually watch. So I'm gonna let you know next next week what I thought of this movie months later. <laughs> So you can still review it this year on LousMovieFile.com. Yeah, it'll still count as a 2020 review. So in other DC news, their DC fandom is happening this Saturday. And DC and Warner Brothers decided, all right, let's let's do this thing in two days. Instead of one weekend, we're going to split it up because we want to make our recordings and presentations as smoothly as possible. No problem on that end. So Saturday, we're going to get the Hall of Heroes events, which means we're going to get our first look at Matt Reeves, the Batman film, uh, James Gunn's The Suicide Squad, even Black Adam, and another update on the future delay of Wonder Woman 1984 and whatever the heck's going on in The Flash. I'm very curious to see how this plays out because... It's just, I don't know. With DC films, it's always like, yeah, this, we've got exciting stuff coming. And it always seems like it's so far in the future, even before COVID. So I'm interested in Matt Reeves' Batman. It seems like maybe he's doing a spin on the long Halloween, which is one of my all-time favorite Batman stories. So that could be fun. I have no doubt whatsoever that James Gunn will do justice, no pun intended, to the Suicide Squad. I am very interested in Black Adam because it seems like there are going to be some Justice Society characters in that, which would be very cool to me. Um, There's rumors about Alexander Skarsgård being Hawkman, um, and we've already got an Adam Smasher cast. So I don't know. Looking forward to whatever tidbits we get out of Black Adam. What do you think about this? Um, of course, another big thing is going to be the trailer for the Snyder Cut of Justice League. Are you going to be watching this Saturday with me? Uh, trying to do, I think they, I mean, a whole day event. Uh, I will probably look for the highlights of it. I, I, of course, but because you can sign up and it's free, I may pop in and out every now and then. Because I actually do want, I want to see kind of if they do have a trailer for, Black Adam. I want to see a little more on Snyder Cut, and they, I mean, and they, and I'm hoping that DC has taken this time, especially during COVID, to say, hey, we need to make 2021 slash 2022 big for our movie properties and television division. 
So I'm hoping they come out with like, hey, we have a trailer for season three of Teen Titans, uh, kind of giving you. I mean, because like I, 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 I just, I think I just watched a Teen Titans season two again not, not too long ago, and I'm just like, yeah, let's bring that stuff. Like, I mean, especially because you're basically killing off DC universe, so you need. To, I, I think you should have some good buzz around. Hey, we're gonna put all this stuff to HBO Max. But let's give you another reason for DC fans to want to buy the subscription other than running the trial for the Snyder Cut and then just cutting the service. All right. Funny that you mentioned this because the we're going to get all the news on the movies and video games this Saturday. But there's going to be a little bit of a change to the original plan. So, like I said, there's going to be two days. That second day is not going to be Sunday. It's going to be Saturday, September 12th. And on that panel, uh, that encompasses the Watchverse, Uverse, Insiderverse, and Funverse, as well as the DC Kids fandom. All of those encompass the DC TV shows like The Flash, Batwoman, Superman, and Lois, and I am assuming any and all DC Universe properties. So we won't know about them until next month. I mean, it's kind of cool because we get another, you know, it's like a part two because it's not like anything's happening anyway. And the CW shows are already like, we'll see you in 2021. Don't look for us this fall. But I think it's kind of cool because CW is actually going to be airing Swamp Thing this fall because they have nothing else to air and no one watched Swamp Thing. Now, what's going to be really interesting is Swamp Thing does killer ratings against very little new, fresh, original TV programming because there's nothing else on. So. If Swamp Thing does killer ratings, will they revive it and go, hey, good news. You guys loved it so much. Swamp Thing season two is coming to CW. And heck, stranger things are happening. They could literally decide, hey, uh, we, we, we revived, uh, was it Supergirl when it moved off Channel 9? So this, if you guys like this, maybe we can go a shorter season. Um, Maybe put it to H. I mean, it, it's like if there was anybody who wanted that show, this would be the time to now just like, hey, tell all your friends to watch this thing. Because it was really, that show was really submarine. Yeah, by right away. Right away. First week. It's like, I'm not going to watch this. It's like, man, like how said, I said, I still haven't watched Jessica Jones season three because they canceled it right before it was coming out. So I'm like, I'm good. I didn't watch Jessica Jones season three because of Jessica watch. Jones season two. <laughs> <laughs> That was why I didn't watch part three. I didn't care anything about his cancellation because everything else was dead on arrival at that point. But I was like, no, I can't deal with another 13 episodes of Jessica being the worst person ever. All of her friends turning on her, but because she's such a jerk, it doesn't matter. And all of the, all of the things, she deserves all of these things because she has literally no redeeming quality other than having being super strong. Exactly. Right. She's a train wreck. Um yeah. Let's move on to the Star Wars universe, bro. Got some good news, right? Um, um, okay. Uh, I, I do have some good news. I, I got the new Hasbro Star Wars, the Black Series, Luke Skywalker and his uh, Hoth Snowspeeder outfit. Looks pretty sweet. Very excited about that. And um, yeah, I need to put up an Amazon wish list in case anybody wants to get me that Snowspeeder. Anyhow, I was very excited about that, but uh, there's rumors now that 
we may not have seen the end of Kylo Ren. There's talks now about him appearing in TV series or movies in the future. To which you say, Ooh, I'm sorry, what universe? I'm sorry, I don't even know who this Kylo you know, Ren this, this would be interesting. And if we could throw in video, it would be the time to put in the How I Met Your Mother. <laughs> Gif. Yeah, that one. Yeah. Uh, listen, I, I thought you were going to tell me some great news because actually, I'm, I'm gonna. I was reading actually one of the Thrawn books uh, by the uh, original author. You know, making good stuff after Return of the Jedi, and <laughs> one of his books actually leaves. It leaves kind of weirdly. It leaves the door open for his books actually happen still. Oh, nice. And it's like, because he actually worked with uh, Dave Filoni to put Thrawn back into continuity, oh, or canon, quote unquote, it actually is like, wait a minute, they're not saying that couldn't happen. <laughs> but no, then you decide to tell me about Kylo Ren, and I'm just like, seriously? Like, that was not good news. I don't care about this dude. Okay, well, there's also some talks of Thrawn being in a live action setting. Not really sure if that's going to be a, as a rogue character and say maybe the Mandalorian or Cassian Andor series, but there's talk of throwing him in, in, in some capacity in a live setting. Okay. Cool. I like Thrawn. So can't Cassian, I think, cause how we were saying, like when we're talking about the show, how you need like a Tarkin or somebody in the Cassian Andor series. Yeah. Ron would work. Because <laughs> like, he's, he's like, it's some of this stuff but like so beneath him, but when it actually hits big, you could actually have it like Thrawn, like, no, nah, I'm going to squash that. And because he's working in that time frame, like that Rebels slash uh, right, 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 right. one. And that's where, I mean, that's where all these books are really taking place. So that would, I, that would work perfectly. I actually don't want to see him in Mandalorian. Mostly because that would mean that you couldn't put him back into where he needs to be, but whatever. Yeah, I, I, I'm with you on that because he would, I think, put him with uh, Cassian makes more sense. Yeah. And that'd be a lot of fun. Oh, yeah. So experts, health experts are saying there is absolutely no scenario in which going to movie theaters, particularly see Tenet, would be safe. Why are you killing my dreams? I want to go see Tenant in theaters like tomorrow. I'm ready. I've been waiting to see this movie all, all year. And I don't care about COVID. COVID's a lie. Like, what, what's wrong with you? Sheesh. I don't know, man. I mean, I want to see it, of course. But it's like, yeah. Um, there are movie theaters in Virginia that are opening. And they're going with the people aren't allowed without their masks. You want to know some other things that are not allowed in movie theaters? Um, sneaking in your own food having a cell phone on during the movie, talking on your cell phone during the movie, bringing babies to rated R movies, bringing children to rated R movies. And these things are not enforced very well, bro. Um, let's be honest. If you sit down without the lights on, and unless there's like a glass divider between you and the next seat, I'm pretty sure we're going to take off our mask if we actually go. Now, Again, the funny thing is, 
if you want to talk about one scenario that actually could work is putting up the little partitions between the seats or maybe like hey if you got a, you and a couple you put like between the two seats maybe that could work do it like the bowling alley where they lift it and raise it as needed yeah yeah like maybe but see the problem is you've got your front and back rows too like the sides that would work but then you'd have to put a screen in front of you in the movie theaters which kind of defeats the entire purpose of going to the movie theater you mean actually wanting to see the movie as part of the experience i thought it was to talk about your phone yeah yeah text you know interesting yeah so oh and also have your affair in the back row that was fine hey man that 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 doesn't happen anymore it's just the old husband's tale yeah that happened last time we saw it Okay. So anyhow, now there is there is a very smart initiative that is going on where if you've been on my website today, moviefiles.com, uh, there's a night in the drive-in where you can go see classic films based off of kind of themes. So next week, next Wednesday, there's going to be a double feature of Coming to America and Girls Trip. They're based off movies that make you laugh. So I think those are two really good choices. And I like that idea. I think that's cool. And you can go to the drive-in at the one that's close by to us, Benji's. They have it where you can pay to bring your own food. So if you're worried about going through that whole process, you can just pay a little surcharge to go and have your own food. And, you know, if you really want to be concerned, you know, if you're that concerned about your food safety. Now, Benji's is the only one that I can attest to because we've gone there several times. They actually have it set up where you're not really touching much of anything. They're handing you the things. I assume they would give you or they would have gloves. So there's very little interaction in terms of, you know, people's hands touching your food and all that stuff. But I mean, like Benji's is good, but think about that rush when it comes to getting your snacks between well, interviews. You know, I think that would be a problem if you were seeing, let's say, Tenet, and because you haven't seen it. I feel like most people who are going to go see Coming to America, Girl Strip, have seen the movie. So it's not like, oh, man, I have to sit here in every minute. Like, you know, maybe 10 minutes in, I go to the concession stand, where I assume not too many people are there. You know, just walk in, get your food, be out. Like, I would go. bathroom, though? I mean, yeah, like, I mean, you go to the bathroom in the break, you know, right before, right after sexual chocolate sings, you know, I think it worked. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I, I think the drive-in is a better way to do movies for the rest of the year. And I don't know, hopefully they will start to get new films because that is the avenue of which I would go to see movies and feel pretty comfortable because I'm in my car, my glass protection anyway, so yeah. Like, I, do that. I would think if you're like some like Warner Brothers with this tenant, I'm just like, hey, this is a drive-in exclusive movie. Like, And then I think, oh, if that's the case, then I would go see. I probably would go see it that case. Yeah, but you know, of course, it's one of those deals where it's like, I mean, we, we, what was it, like an hour, 15-minute drive for us to go to Benji's? Just, and, and if we wanted to go to a movie theater, just a regular one, there is one, two, three, four within like a half hour of us. So, I mean, it won't work on that end to get theaters, you know, I mean, to get, to make money for movies. So I get that. 
but I really wish they would just use that as like a supplemental thing. Like, hey, here's our movie on video on demand, or you can go to the closest drive-in next to you. Okay, well, like, okay, so let's. I'm you are not going to be making movie theater amount of money, but I'm like, I I, I just I'm trying to think of like where a like seclude like I know that I drive down a rich um. 95 i think like florida's richmond there's like a theater that has its own little parking lot and it's not it's like those like amc theaters that aren't part of the malls like maybe you put up a screen by those and that's like hey we're we, we're gonna do a drive-in that way like double feature or something like that like yeah i think there's there's a lot of creative ways to do it i just feel like what we're seeing is people going nope no, no, we have absolutely got to stick to the way we're doing it. And um, it's not going to work any other way. So, yeah. Okay. I understand you're trying You make money on your concessions more than the movies, but it's like uh, you, you, you have like a dude in the spacesuit selling concession popcorn to the cars. <laughs> make more yeah. Yeah. Again, as we 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 beat it up a, little, a couple of bits, it's like it's just. I mean, even a, a, it would really take a great movie for me to go out to in theaters, and even my little partition idea really isn't because it's like the person behind you coughs. You're like, oh crap, I'm screwed. Oh, everybody who's in that movie theater who didn't give us your phone number, we had a person potentially test positive. You're okay with that, right? No one goes to the movies for the next two years. It would be quite bad. Man, and they could have like the theme song be uh, Partition from Beyonce. Oh, home. Oh, I'm sorry. What, what were you saying? The theme yeah. song, you know, Beyonce. Driver, roll up the partition, please. Yo, bam. Yes, of course. This is our movie. This is our movie theme song. You know, get Beyonce a little money. She and Jay-Z really need it. They're really struggling these days. Yeah, they are coronavirus has just killed their income all right so well i guess that's it for us do you have any nominees bro for dummy of the week oh yeah because <laughs> I, I i like to do a little fun shopping every day and then for these dummies of the week so my dummy of the week is um stacy dash's soon to be ex-husband okay and why because he's trying to get an annulment for their wedding, saying that he was literally hypnotized by her pastor to marry her. And to actually try and put that on a legal document if they could <laughs> <laughs> I mean, seriously, you gotta be like a rare breed of stupid, like, what? You want me to say, put my name on a piece of paper that says, I agree that you were hypnotized. Enough to bury this woman. If you said drunk, yes, I could totally buy that. But hypnotized? I'm sorry, bro. I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to sign off on that one. Uh, so, uh, Mr. Uh, X, soon to be X, Stacy Dash is my dummy of the week. Okay. Um, yeah. Hopefully, when he goes into court or like his background for Zoom for the court trial, he has hypnotized going on hypnotized yeah sorry jeffrey marty uh yeah stacy 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 can't you see sometimes your words just hypnotize me what come on and then judge is like you know what 
I actually am gonna grant that an album based on those grounds because you played the song. Exactly. I mean, you can't be upset at a dude that's bumping Diggy. I mean, like, yeah, all right, dude, you got it. Yeah. I filed for this. For the point. <laughs> all right, my choice. Uh, I have two. The first one is the Wachowski sisters because Lawrence Fishburne confirmed that he wasn't asked back from Matrix Four. I don't understand why he do Matrix and not have uh, Morpheus. That's dumb. So. Putting y'all up for Dummies of the Week. Uh, my next one is the WWE because they are insane morons and they are just doing some stupid stuff. So Triple H told The Rap how close WWE SummerSlam 2020 was to being on a boat. They were going to do a Jericho Cruise idea. Jericho Cruise, I mean, you test everybody, you know, before they get on the boat and then they come off the boat with the virus and then i mean what are the odds of people getting a virus on a boat i mean that's like the safest thing like ever right uh, you know i think maybe not anyway, isn't it like everyone gets sick on cruises anyway right 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 oh, yeah right. maybe not the best idea um hey i mean hey i mean when you're run by a seven-year-old guy who has no connection to reality I'm sure good things. Good things are bound to happen. Absolutely. All right. Well, we're out of here. We're out of time. Um, yeah, I don't have official sponsors, but if I did, this this episode was sponsored by Goodyear. If you don't get it, look it up. Um, thanks, little brother, for rolling me as always. Thank you all out there for listening. This episode of Lyle's Movie Files has been filed.